to the Fantasy's Finest Fantasy Football Podcast. Here are your hosts, William Spencer, Jalen McQueen, and Mark Carter. Yo, what's going on? Welcome back to the show. So you know I got to ask you, straight from the rip, did you make it? Did you make it to the playoffs? Did you make it to the Fantasy Playoffs? I I, I, I got to let y'all know, man. I, I was feeling some kind of way this week because I had a couple of let's just say the teams that I really wanted y'all know how this goes I prioritize my fantasy leagues I'm in a bunch of them um I went through all my leagues before I came on the show and I'm in 15 total leagues I had a couple more but you know I kind of dropped away from those because you know for one reason or another you know somebody you know they asked me to join I don't normally do that but I can't, I'm not going to lie. So, you know, that is what it is. But I'm in the 15 leagues that I'm in. I know, right? 15? Will, 15? How can you do 15? Man, listen. Like, was it two years? Last year? <laughs> I did like 20. I'm like a fantasy football crackhead. Like, I love this game. I love football. I love fantasy football. And I really get into it because it's such a short season. You know, so you have to, for me, I have to enjoy it while it's here because then you get into the off season, off season and et cetera, et cetera. So, you know, while it's here, I like to get really into it. Like, this is my hobby. Like if you ask my wife, she gets sick of me for doing all these fantasy leagues. So I'm in 15 total, my, my most competitive 15 leagues. Um, my top five, four out of my top five, I didn't make it. I did not make the playoffs. Bunch of four and eight teams. For one reason or another, not making any excuses. It just, it is what it is, man. Like, I, I didn't make it. I had drafted some good squads too, but, you know, A.J. Brown, Calvin Ridley, freaking Matt Ryan. Like, I'll get into some of them dudes later, a little bit on the show. But before I get into my rant, you know, this episode we're going to get into, um, I'm going to do a Gimme 5, special special edition Gimme 5, my biggest burns for me for week 13 that uh cost me some some championship not some championships but just getting into the freaking playoffs like these guys are on my hit list for for you know lack of performance um we're gonna do thursday night preview for thursday night football is back new england versus the rams uh no more COVID pushing around the schedule we don't gotta worry about that that seems to be over and done with at least for this week so we get thursday night football and um what else we got on the docket? Yeah, just let's talk about survival of the week 13 and making it into the playoffs, man. I'm going to break down my leagues for y'all so y'all know how many actually made it. Um, I am I don't think y'all going to like the ratio too much, but, you know, it is what it is. I'm pretty sure some people that did play fantasy this year had a bunch of teams and probably didn't make it. So I'm just thankful that I got some teams in there <laughs> at the very least dealing with all this stuff. And like I said, I think I said it in the last episode. If you made it to the playoffs, you should be patting yourself on the back because this year has been crazy. If you win a championship, you talk about bragging rights justified. Nobody should be able to say anything. And they, they just shouldn't. <laughs> if they do, they hating. But uh, yeah, and you know, we got to do some news. We got to do some news because it's a lot of stuff going on heading into week 14. You need to know that that could affect your lineups. 
um, as well as some injury stuff that's going on as well. And then, you know, um, that's pretty much the episode. So let's get into it. I'm, I'm not going to keep talking too much because we got to get into the news. So uh, my quick breakdown for my fantasy leagues. Um, I'm in a bunch of them. Like I said before, I don't mind the p- fantasy platforms. I'm actually liking a lot of them. Um, I have Sleeper, CBS, ESPN, NFL, and Yahoo. Those are my favorites uh, for fantasy football. If I had to pick a top two, it would be between Sleeper and NFL.com. Like those, the the uh, user interface is good. It's not overcomplicated. Uh, Sleepers is really pretty. I know some people have been having some issues with them, but, you know, it's not too bad. I haven't had any bad experiences, so it was like, you know, why not use it? And when I got into it, somebody actually hit me to it um, on Twitter. So when I gave it a shot, I was like, yo, this is a keeper. But um, I'm going to break down my leagues for y'all. And I got to say this one thing. This week, because of, you know, every you know a lot of fantasy football accounts are, you know, breaking down their, their you know, how many teams they've made uh, into the playoffs. And it's just been some extravagant numbers out there. Like some dude posted, he was like, yeah, you know, a lot of y'all been going around talking about something. Yeah, I made it. To the, I had uh, 650 fantasy football teams and, you know, 760 of them made it into the playoffs. And it's like, <laughs> all right, we get it. I didn't want to put it on Twitter right away. I, I felt some type, of way, come some type of way after I read that tweet. But, you know, I'm going to do it anyway. So uh, Sleeper, I'm going to start with Sleeper. I had three teams make it out of four, CBS, ESPN, no teams. I had two le- two teams in each league. Both of them got washed. Four and eight, four and nine. I'm sorry, uh, four and four and nine leagues, or oh, five and eight. It was just, it was not good. It was not a good look at all. And I had a win-in game. I had to play somebody in my division to get in, and they washed me. So, no, no, no pulling no punches with that one. NFL. I had three teams make it out of four. Yahoo. I had one team. Um, make it out of out of four excuse me actually uh shout out to rob dog on twitter he beat me to get in he he got he got the final spot in a 12 team league he had a twitter twitter league he beat me so it was close i had the league going into that baltimore dallas game and they actually gave zeke the ball to run so he got them he got them enough points he got his squad enough points to get in so Ah, Rob Dog, you suck. <laughs> so that's uh, my total ratio is uh, seven out of sixteen. That's not too bad, but I like to have it on the positive. So I, I'm a little, I'm a little stink faced about it, but you know, I can't. I, it is what it is. I'm just glad I got some teams in because this this year has been horrible for fantasy. So I broke it down. I'm gonna put it on Twitter too on my personal account, and I'll have the the fantasy finest account retweet it. And then we can talk about it if you want to. Before we get into this uh, Gimme 5 special, follow the podcast on on uh, Twitter, at Fantasy's Finest. Follow me, at Hype underscore Finest. Uh, subscribe to the podcast, man. We all You know where we at? Apple, Google, iHeart, um, Spotify, Stitcher. We all in all of those. Um, and if you see the, the uh, if you check out the Twitter account, the Wave link, and um, I think it's a pinned tweet. 
You can check that out too. It's a hub for everything. So you won't get lost. You don't have to go through different things. You don't have to go through different apps to try and find out where we are. The hub will link you to everything. The website, the, uh, the, the subscriptions for what platforms we're on, et cetera, et cetera. So hit the wave link at fantasies, find us on Twitter. You'll be able, we'll take care of you, but hit that subscribe button, share with your friends and show us some love on Apple Podcasts too. Um, leave a review, throw some stars, and uh, all that good jazz. Now, let's get into this Gimme 5, because I got some stinkers for this, for week 13. I got to get this off my chest. Gimme 5, my biggest burns, week 13. Give me five. All right. Now, this is not going to be an extra long segment. I just got to air some grievances because these guys let me down, you know, extra husky like. So I'm going to get into it. My first guy I got to gripe with, I got to give it to uh, Justin Herbert. He's been good all season, you know, since he came on, since he came in for uh, Tyrod Taylor. But, man, he got cooked by the Patriots. I, I. I came in at the end of that game. When I looked at the score, I'm like, they, they ain't put up no points at all? 200 yards passing, two interceptions, no touchdown passes versus New England. You talk about lack of production when you needed it the most, it was bad. And I'm still going to rock with him. I'm I'm hoping for a bounce-back game uh, for Week 14. So I think he plays Atlanta. So I'm definitely starting him against that defense. I need him to I need him to cook like extra hard. And speaking of Atlanta, I got two bodies in there. Todd Gurley, eight carries, 16 yards against New Orleans. Now I know what you're thinking. Will, why would you play Todd Gurley against the New Orleans Saints? Nobody would do that. Their run defense has been pretty solid this year. I know. Tell me about it. But I had no choice. I had to run with Todd Gurley. Because <laughs> because all the guys that I wanted to grab, first of all, I'm not even going to go into waivers real quick. On my bench, I had James Conner, COVID. He can't play. Um, I had Frank Gore on one team. But I was like, no, nah, I'm going to trust Gurley to actually get something done. They need him this game. I know they've been splitting work between the other two running backs for Atlanta. It's risky. I have to take a chance. I know you're thinking, too, like, well, what about – you know, going after Cam Akers or or another running back that was on waivers. Believe me, the leagues, the, that was in one of my top five fantasy leagues. These guys don't play when it comes to waivers. So if you don't make a move quick enough, these guys are gone. And I didn't want to drop anybody else uh, to make a move like that outside of, uh, outside of uh, maybe Frank Gore. But I definitely wanted to, uh, I definitely wanted to at least give Todd a chance, and that came back to bite me in the butt. And then Hayden Hurst, one catch for nine yards. Matt Ryan threw the ball 39 times. He only got one catch? Come on, man. That That's just – that's not that's not good at all. Hayden was having a, a good season in the beginning, but he's petered out, and I don't get why they don't use him more in the offense, you know, especially with Julio being up and down with – dealing with he's getting nicked up uh calvin Ridley was getting nicked up but it's like okay we're not gonna throw the ball to hayden hurst anymore and i've seen some of the games he's had some targets 
He got a couple of um, red zone looks, but that's not enough. And I'm not saying, you know, throw the ball to him like 12 times a game. You, you're not going to do that when you have guys like Julio and Calvin, whether they're nicked up or not in the game. So they're going to get most of the targets, but to not see him get at least somewhat more involved in the offense was a head scratcher. Um, I don't, I didn't get that at all. And I already mentioned Frank Gore. He had a decent matchup against the Raiders, but he got hurt in the beginning of the game. No, nobody saw that coming. Nobody saw that coming. He went out. He had one carry for two yards. He went out with a concussion. Now I'm not going to sandbag him because you know, he had, a, he got hurt concussion. So, you know, you can't be too rude about that, but it's like, yo, I was in a spot and I needed you. I told you I felt dirty about having him in the game last week. I had no choice, but this time I want to cut him some slack, you know, but it's just like, dang, of all times right now. But that's, that's what happens. And then my guy, my guy, the guy I've been riding with all year, Chase Claypool, two catches for 38 yards against Washington. First of all, how do y'all, how do y'all lose to Washington? Somebody explain that to me. Don't. And I, I, I know Washington, their defense is pretty good. Good enough. The offense can be spotty. It's been spotty all year. Otherwise they would have a better record, but to lose to Washington of all teams, seriously, you're undefeated. You got weapons galore. How? I don't know. But these are my guys, man. I, these are my these these guys burn me the worst out of everybody that I play across all 15, 16 leagues. They burn me the worst. The, 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 I mean, if you got a guy who burns you, we put it up on our Instagram. We asked that question. I'm going to put it up on Twitter again. Uh, well, not again, but I'm going to put it up on Twitter um, and see what y'all say. But hurt piece. Hurt piece. Herbert hurt the worst because he cost me a spot. <laughs> I'm just like, dang, man. But what can you do? That's my biggest burns, my gimme five special. All right, let's get into this news. We got to talk about some stuff. News time. News and notes from around the NFL. All right, so I'm going to give you all a quick list of guys who are out, who've already been designated for out for week 14. Joe Mixon, he's still dealing with a foot issue. He's eligible to return this week, but head coach Zach Taylor stated that he's going to give him another week to rest, so he's not going to be available. Christian McCaffrey, before I came on just a few hours ago, he had already gotten a quad injury in practice this week. He was coming back from the shoulder. He got a quad injury, and now, per Matt Rule, he's not playing. He's not expected to play against the Broncos for Week 14. Denzel Mims, the Jets wide receiver, he's out for personal reasons. Antonio Gibson, he hasn't been designated as out yet, but based on his injury, he, they say he's picked up. Uh, reports are coming out saying that he's picked up a painful case of turf toe. He's listed as doubtful for Week 14. I'm probably going to say he's not going to play. If he if it's that bad, if it's really turf toe, I mean we've seen it with Devontae Adams. Uh, what was it last year? He missed three games. If it's worse, Gibson might be done for the season. I mean three games. Adams missed turf toe. Excuse, not Adams missed turf toe. Adams missed three games with turf toe. 
And if it's worse, there's only a few games left. They may shut him down. They may hope that he comes back maybe after a game or two. He'll probably be evaluated. But if it's that bad, I'm, I would prepare for the worst. Mike Evans, um, we're going further into the news. Uh, Mike Evans popped up on injury report Thursday with a hamstring injury, and he was unable to practice. Um, fellow wide receiver Chris Godwin didn't practice on Thursday either. He got the pins removed from his injury uh, from his ankle earlier in the season. Chiefs wide receiver Tyreek Hill didn't practice on Thursday due to illness, wasn't COVID-related. And finally, to wrap it up, Debo Samuels was absent from practice um, Wednesday with a bruised foot. Um, I haven't seen any new information on Debo before coming on. Uh, that's something to keep an eye on. Uh, basically because, you know, there's only him and Brandon Ayuk in the past game, and they should receive a lot of looks, even in bad scripts. So you definitely want to keep an eye on Debo um, if he is not able to play for Week 14. All right, news is done. Now let's get into it. Thursday Night Football Preview, the Patriots versus the Rams. And now for our feature presentation. All right, so now let's get straight into it. Um, you, the Rams versus New England, New England versus the Rams, however you want to slice it. Um, I can't – well, you know how I do this. I break it down by position, um, and then we go from there. Are you really trusting Cam Newton this week against the Rams defense? Now, we all know the old – what is the old adage? You know, any given Sunday or, in this case, any given Thursday. We saw that last week. Cam kind of went off. He didn't throw the ball. <clears throat> he didn't throw the ball hardly. He, he had 69 passes, uh, 69 passing yards on the game, but he had 48 yards on the ground. He threw one touchdown or had two touchdowns rushing. That's great, but if you look at his numbers over the past couple of weeks, it's been wildly, almost wildly inconsistent. Do you want to risk putting Cam Newton in week 14, the first week of the playoffs, on a Thursday night against a tough Rams defense and hope that Cam Newton gets you to the next level? I can't do it. That that the stress alone would kill me. <laughs> I can't I can't do that in good conscience. Cam Newton against the Rams this week, um, he's not a he's not a play for me. He did finish in the top ten last week, which is baffling considering how little he threw. He finished ninth. That's that's great. In a in an easier matchup, I would probably start Cam. But me personally, I've already gotten rid of Cam. I can't trust him. I can't trust him at all. Um, if he if he blows up this week, cool. That's the best. That's the best thing that could happen. But to risk playing Cam Newton on a Thursday night against the Rams, I can't. I can't in good conscience say that's the move at all. No way. The Rams are the second. Uh, they're giving up the second fewest fantasy points to opposing quarterbacks, thirteen point eight fantasy points per game to opposing quarterbacks. Uh uh-uh. uh and and Cam already not throwing a ball a lot, one hundred and eighty three yards per game to opposing quarterbacks. Are you serious? Cam didn't even throw that much. Nah, I'm good. I'm good. That's that's okay. You if you're gonna be bold and play Cam Newton, more power to you. I really hope it works. I'm not doing it. Jared Goff, on the other hand, might be a little more open to it. He had 351 yards against the Cardinals last week. One touchdown. He finished seventh among quarterbacks for Week 13. 
I'd be a little more comfortable playing him. Not crazy about it, but if I had to pick between the two, I'm definitely going Jared Goff over Cam Newton this week. No way in the world am I going to make that move and start Cam. Now to the running back position. Damian Harris, he's been playing pretty solid. His numbers are pretty solid. 16 carries, 80 yards last week, one catch for 15. The problem is he's got too many obstacles in his way. When you say obstacles, you got to know what the obvious ones are. Harris isn't being used in the passing game barely. I mean, when I say barely, I mean barely. I mean, he's not being used at all. Three targets over the last three games. One target apiece, basically. He's not being used in the passing game. Um, And Cam Newton is stealing all his goal line looks. So, I mean, you're going to get the production at the running back position, you know, based on carries. That's great. You know, hopefully he could break one free, but... This matchup is not it does it doesn't lend to that kind of story for Damian Harrison. I could be wrong, you know, anything can happen and you know Damian Harris goes off for whatever reason. But um just looking at the matchup, it's not a great one. Um the Rams are giving up just 15 points per per uh fancy per game to uh, opposing running backs. That's the sixth fewest in uh, fantasy, they're giving up just 3.9 yards per carry to uh, running backs. It's just not a great situation. It, you're, Damian Harris is too handicapped, unfortunately. And, th- and that's despite him being talented. He's a good running back. But it's just too many obstacles in his way that handicaps his performance. He, you know, you got Cam, you got no passing game, you got James White. You know, the rotation. The only good thing is that Sony Michelle is back and he's still getting more carries than him. So that's a plus. Now, moving on to the Rams, Cam Akers and Daryl Henderson. We can safely say, at least for now, <laughs> Malcolm Brown is not a factor. Hmm. Shocking. But uh, Daryl Henderson is going to be a thorn. Cam Akers is coming in with a shoulder injury. He is expected to play or he will play. So that's not uh, much of a concern. He did have a a breakout-ish kind of game. 21 carries, 72 yards last week, 3.4 yards per carry, and a touchdown. Henderson, on the other hand, he's your he's looking like your uh, big play guy. Three, ca- three carries, 49 yards, and a touchdown. He's still going to be involved. We don't know if uh, Sean McVay is going to finally give Cam Akers the workload. It looks that way but you know how many times have we seen shifts um in this backfield all season so you can play cam makers but you have to understand that there's major risk there he could have it could be one of those things where he was like you know cam was just hot this week so we let it ride and then if cam starts off slow and we start seeing more daryl henderson it's gonna be it's gonna be one of those situations so We'll just have to wait and see how it goes. Um, I would start Cam if I have him and just, you know, bite the bullet either way. Um, the pass defense is a mid-range one um, in, in opposing against opposing running backs. Um, 18 fantasy points per game. They're giving up just over 90 yards a game. Running backs are averaging 4.3 yards per carry against them. That's tied for 15th with Minnesota. So the pass, if there's an Achilles heel there, it's against the pass run defense. There's a chance there. Wide receivers. <laughs> Wide receivers. New England Patriots. 
the only guy that I trust out of this group is Jacoby Myers. And that's unfortunately with, I, I can't even make an analogy for it. Myers is probably the best wide receiver in that group. Bird, Harry, they're, they're wildly inconsistent. They don't get enough passing attempts. Shoot, Myers had six targets last week. Uh, Harry and Bird, I think, only had three apiece. And Cam, Cam only threw the ball 19 times. So Myers is the guy that I would go in with in any other matchup. But the Rams are still good against defending wide receivers. Fewest yards to receivers this season. First. Fewest fantasy points to opposing wide receivers. Number one against wide receivers. And with an offense that doesn't like to throw the ball for whatever reason in New England, and I'm not saying Cam should just be chucking it all over the place, but they don't want to. They don't want to throw the ball. So you couple that with a defense that's good against quarterbacks, good against defending wide receivers, solid against de- defending running backs. I can't start wide receivers from New England. No way. It's Myers or nothing. And I don't even like Myers in this matchup. Cause who do you think uh, Jalen Ramsey's going to see? He going to see Myers. So not a good look, you know, it's unfortunate. Cause I do like Myers. He, I, I like those uh, pop up wide receiver, you know, waiver wire guys. What do you call them? Um, unsung heroes or something like that. I like those kind of guys. Now, you head over to the Rams, Woods and Cup. They're staples to the uh, Rams offense. So you're going to play them. Um, Robert Woods is having a better season than Cooper Cup. Uh, Woods is 10th overall among wide receivers on the season. Cup is in the 20s, 22nd, I believe. So, you know, you, you do know that at the very least, Cup is going to get targets or he should get targets. It hasn't been going his way when it comes to the end zone. He's only got two touchdowns on the season. But Goff is going to need all his weapons tonight against New England. Um, Woods is a play. He's probably going to see Stephon Gilmore. Um, You just, those are the guys you're going to have to trot out if you have them. Unless you have an even better option than Robert Woods. Um, Who else are you going to play over him? You know, if you if you're not loaded at wide receiver, I mean, if you have options, then that's great. Personally, I'd avoid Thursday night football altogether because it hasn't been working out for me. But that's me. (laughs) So um, I would play the I would play Woods and Cup tonight. Um, New England is giving up 21 fantasy points per game to wide receivers. That's still seven fewest. But you're not going to beat. You know, you may not have too much success on the ground you may have to go into the air you may have to balance it out to beat new england um unless they just have a firepower night and they just start lighting new england up but uh you know that's neither here nor there but i do see if it if it was anybody else i probably wouldn't recommend going up against new england even with the offense being up and down as it is for the new england patriots um but the defense has been pretty solid so but I still feel comfortable going with Woods and um, Cup uh, tonight against the Patriots. Tight ends. I mean, there's Tyler Higby for the Rams. New England doesn't even use tight ends. I mean, when's the last time a tight end has caught a pass for the Patriots? 
that was relevant for fantasy. Nah, New England, no, nobody there for New England. Um, Tyler Higby could be an option, um, but he hasn't really done anything, you know, since the latter, since the beginning of the season. So I'm not plugging him into my lineups either. If anything, tight end is where I'm looking for other options. I'm not playing a tight end tonight. Higby can go off. I'm cool with that. That's fine. But um, I'm I, if I if it's me, I'm not playing Tyler Higby. Not at all. Um, I just I just wouldn't do it. I, you you have to have a feel for players sometimes, and even in you you just have to watch how they pro, how they progress during a season. And sometimes they have up and down moments, and then sometimes they have moments where they start to trend in a different direction, whether it's a good or bad. You get to see that trend going into a playoff game. I try to look at the trends as much as possible. I can't, I can't in good conscience say, yo, you should definitely start Tyler Higby. Mm-mm. I wouldn't do it. And then to make it worse, you know, the, the Patriots are solid against their top five defense when it comes to defending tight ends. So nah, I, I, I can't do it. Tyler Higby. If he's on your fantasy team, I would be shocked that you have him still. But uh, no, nah, that's a mat. That's a pass. I would start uh, Woods and Cup. I would be skittish on starting uh, Cam Akers, but that's about it. Um, my overall pick, I got the Rams winning this game. I think they take out the Patriots. Um, I think it's by double digits. I think they win by 14 or more. So that's my call. No, uh, The Rams got this game. But that'll wrap it up for this episode. We are done. <sighs> Finally. Um, if you're a commissioner, you are, I have, I have the utmost respect for you. You've had to deal with so much stuff this season between your regular antics with your, you know, your league mates trying to navigate COVID, trying to make sure they have enough uh, reserve injury list, whatever you want to call it. You deserve a round of applause and unfortunately i don't have any drops that would put that in there (laughs) i really need to add that uh next year but to the commissioners of the fantasy football leagues around whatever format you use doesn't matter i'm talking strictly to you right now congratulate yourselves you've weathered a crazy fantasy year you should be applauded your league makes your league mates should be on their knees thanking you for help for weathering this storm of what could possibly be the craziest fantasy year between injuries, between games being moved, between players being out, between players getting sick, between all of the stuff that encompasses 2020. Round of applause to the commissioners. You guys are solid. Respect. Now I'm gonna wrap this baby up. We are done. <laughs> <laughs> the episode is done. Thank you guys for listening. Thank you for checking us out. I really appreciate I, one more thing before, and then I, we really will be done. Um, just thank you for the support. If you've managed to listen to an episode or if you checked us out or you popped in or you followed us on any of our social media, I just want to say thank you. Um, I've also want to say thank you to the people who have followed the website. Um, I have to apologize. I haven't been able to get, as much more content as I want to, um, on the website, but that's why I always say to please follow us on social media. Um, our Twitter accounts are the most used for, 
uh, for fantasy. Um, but I definitely want to keep the website going. But I just want to say thank you for those who have subscribed to the website uh, for the articles um, who have liked posts and things like that. I really appreciate it. And, you know, um, and I always try to make sure that I show love to people who, you know, are whatever, you, whatever support that you can give. I'm not asking for money or anything, but if you just pop a like, you leave a comment, you know, on anything, um, you follow the page, you follow us on social media, you know, you just, it, the interaction is cool. I really appreciate it. So I, I want to say that on wax too. Um, but thank you guys. As always, time to wrap this baby up. We're done. So I'll check you guys next episode. Peace. Thanks for listening to the Fantasy's Finest Podcast. Be sure to join the community on Facebook and follow us on Twitter too at the Fantasy's Finest. See you next episode.